For KTLA 5 News in Los Angeles, I'm Bobby Gonzalez, and this is Coronavirus Daily. These days, it seems like the same question is on everyone's mind. What the hell is going on with coronavirus? And within that question are a million other questions. How worried should I be? Am I at risk? Are my kids at risk? What are the symptoms? How is this affecting the economy? What about travel? Are all of these precautions necessary? The list goes on and on. The news surrounding coronavirus is constantly changing, day by day, minute by minute. It's a lot of information to sort through. We want to help. We'll be releasing new episodes of this podcast daily, letting you know what's going on in the headlines, and we'll hear from experts to get the lowdown on how the latest news regarding coronavirus might affect you and how you can help yourself and those around you stay safe. Before we get into it, let's rewind a bit. Time for a refresher. By now, you probably know that when we say coronavirus, we're more specifically talking about COVID-19. Coronavirus actually refers to a large family of viruses that are common in people and animals that cause illnesses ranging from the common cold to more severe respiratory diseases such as Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, or SARS. A novel coronavirus is a new strain that has not been previously identified in humans, so this new virus has been named SARS-CoV-2, and the disease it causes has been named Coronavirus Disease of 2019, or COVID-19. Clever, right? Early on, many of the patients at the epicenter of the outbreak in Wuhan, Hubei Province, China, had some link to a large seafood and live animal market, suggesting animal-to-person spread. You may have heard rumors about the disease coming from a bat, more specifically, a bat soup, but frankly, we still don't know the specifics about the exact origins of the virus. However, health experts agree the market has something to do with it. Later, a growing number of patients did not have exposure to animal markets, indicating person-to-person spread. And eventually, person-to-person spread was reported outside Hubei and in countries outside China, including the U.S. And there were apparent cases of community spread, which means some people have been infected, and it's not known how or where they became exposed. And then... WHO has been assessing this outbreak around the clock, And we're deeply concerned, both by the alarming levels of spread and severity, and by the alarming levels of inaction. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. That's Tedros Adhanom, the Director General for the World Health Organization, officially declaring coronavirus a pandemic on March 11th. Pandemic, that's a scary word. What exactly does that mean? The WHO generally defines a pandemic as a disease that has become widespread around the world with an impact on society. It has nothing to do with changes to the characteristics of a disease, but rather concerns over its geographic spread. Remember H1N1, or swine flu? That was a pandemic. HIV-AIDS is an example of one of the most destructive global pandemics in history. Okay, fast forward. As of this morning, here's where coronavirus numbers stand in the United States. There are 1,663 people in 46 states and Washington, D.C. who have tested positive for coronavirus. At least 41 patients with the virus have died nationwide, four of those deaths in California, where there have been 201 confirmed cases. 32 of those cases are in L.A. County. 
globally, coronavirus has reached 117 countries and cases have topped 137,000. Nearly 81,000 of those cases are in China. The CDC reports there have been just over 5,000 deaths across the globe. And please remember, these statistics are changing all the time. Look, these numbers are scary, I know. But keep in mind that, according to John Hopkins University, of those confirmed cases, nearly 70,000 people have recovered. In fact, most people with the virus experience mild symptoms and can rebound within a few weeks. Now, this doesn't mean it isn't a serious situation. There are real dangers and risks involved. So what exactly are the risks? Here's Dr. Nancy Massanier of the CDC. On her Twitter, she describes herself as the CDC vaccine expert, disease detective, and mom. Risk can be looked at in two ways. There's risk of being exposed and getting sick from this virus, and there's risk of getting very sick or dying from illness with this virus. This virus is capable of spreading easily and sustainably from person to person. And there is essentially no immunity against this virus in the population because it's new. Based on this, it's fair to say that as the trajectory of the outbreak continues, many people in the United States will at some point in time, either this year or next, be exposed to this virus, and there's a good chance they will become sick. But again, we do not expect most people to develop serious illness. This seems to be a disease that affects adults, and most seriously, older adults. Starting at 60, there is an increased risk of death, and the risk increases with age. The highest risk of serious illness and death is in people older than 80. People with serious underlying health conditions also are more likely to develop serious outcomes, including death. Older adults and people with compromised immune systems. We're hearing this over and over. These are the folks that need to take extra precautions against coronavirus and who are more likely to experience severe symptoms like pneumonia or even death. While older adults and people with compromised immune systems are the most susceptible to coronavirus, we can all take simple steps to help prevent its spread. The good news is that every Angelino can help prevent the spread of coronavirus with some common sense steps. That's Dr. Anne Ramoyne delivering a PSA with LA Mayor Eric Garcetti. She's an infectious disease epidemiologist and UCLA professor. What's an epidemiologist? Don't worry, I looked it up for you. It's someone who studies outbreaks and patterns of diseases and looks for ways to prevent future outbreaks. Be sure to wash your hands often. And when you do, for at least 20 seconds with soap and water. Something you all already do anyways, right? I hope. Don't touch your face, which amazingly enough, people do more than 15 times per hour. If you have to cough or sneeze, do so into your elbow. And remember to wipe down commonly touched surfaces like doorknobs, handrails, and countertops, as well as your phones, tablets, and keyboards. And help protect our most vulnerable by holding off visits to friends and family members who have chronic conditions or a weakened immune system. Above all, if you have symptoms, stay home and call your doctor. And remember that everyone is eligible to seek medical attention, regardless of immigration status. Pretty simple, right? But now state and local leaders are stepping in and calling for even more steps to help counter the spread of COVID-19. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom urged for an end to gatherings of more than 250 people. Large gatherings also canceled or postponed in New York, Washington, and beyond. 
Colleges and schools are shutting down, opting instead for online classes. Theme parks are closed for the rest of the month. Just about every major league sporting event has been canceled or postponed. Businesses are having employees work from home, and that's not just here in the United States. It seems like every minute there are new policies, decrees, and regulations to keep people from gathering publicly and to stay home as much as possible, giving rise to yet another phrase that will be indelibly tied to the coronavirus pandemic, a term that will undoubtedly be adopted for use in messy breakups or canceled dinner plans for years to come, social distancing. But is social distancing necessary? What are the effects, and will it help? We'll explore those questions tomorrow. There's still a lot to talk about, so make sure you subscribe to this podcast so it shows up in your feed and you never miss an episode. Along the way, we'll be joined by KTLA reporter and world traveler Christina Pascucci, who will be talking to experts and gaining more valuable insight into the coronavirus pandemic. You can help others find this podcast by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app, and by sharing with friends, family, and colleagues. For the latest up-to-date information, you can always head to KTLA.com or the KTLA News app. Thanks for listening.